Shalom, shalom. 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 Welcome back to the Upper Room. We're back at it again. Thanks. Uh, my favorite place to be. Um, <laughs> before we get into uh, this evening's topic, again, uh, I recommend you head on over to the Almond House uh, YouTube channel, uh, where we endeavor to find Yeshua on the page every week. Um, in the meantime, we're going to be uh, delving deep into uh, into another topic. Um, just to just to um, highlight the heart of the upper room, I think it's fair to say that um, it stems from a lot of conversations that we would have in the fellowship, in our personal lives, in our social lives, all about um, you know our walk with Yeshua ultimately, and uh, we wanted to capture that and to bring it to an audience and um, uh, to walk walk through it with you guys. So um, yeah, without further ado, uh, today's topic is receiving more. Um, I'm going to be joined by my good brother Joseph. Shalom. Shalom, bro. Good to be back, man. And uh, yeah, our special guest this evening will be Tommy. Shalom. Shalom, brother. And our dear sister Rebecca, welcome Shalom to the upper room. everyone. <laughs> our debut for, for, for Rebecca. Amen. So yeah, as I say, receiving more and receiving from the Lord. Um, I'll just, uh, I'll get the ball rolling. What does it mean to receive more from the Lord? Tommy, if you'd be so kind to, to take it away. Tommy. Thanks. Shalom, everybody. Yeah. Shalom, um, beautiful to be here. Thanks for the invitation. It's wonderful to see our sister Becca here too. Um, is that coming across okay? The microphone on okay? Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, thanks for the... What's it? It's a topic and a half, really, isn't it? Uh, receiving more, uh, in brackets, from God. Um First of all, I'd say receiving from God or receiving more from God to me is the same thing. You're receiving from Him, you know. Um, but I, I suppose, really, there'd be for me there'd be three factors involved in um, in receiving from from our Lord. One, one would be um, faith. We know that um, faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God, and Yeshua teaches us that. Um, you know, asking and shall be given, but we we have to have faith. We must believe. You know, it's not a we don't just pray. It's not like a mantra or a magic potion. We have to have faith mm. that um, he is who he is and uh, he does what he says. And that faith is important to um, in our relationship with our Father. Um, secondly, I'd say that to give uh, is to receive. So. If we are to receive more, we are to give more. And I don't mean say, well, oh, well, I want to receive more of this or more of that. So I'll just, we don't give in order to receive. We receive because we give, and it's one of our Father's natural laws of the universe that the more you give, the more you do receive. Hallelujah. It's just the way our Lord made things. So that would be faith, it would be giving. And also, um, I think this, this topic in a way, coincides with the upcoming Parsha, which would be Vayakhel. And if remembered in Vayakhel, we have the um, all the, con- the congregation whose heart stirred them. They contributed to the tabernacle. And, um, so much so, in fact, that it was um, they were instructed not to bring any more. But that word there, when we read it in the scriptures, uh, their hearts stirred them. That word that's translated as stared, it's really, it's um, in the Hebrew, it's Nasa, and their hearts were lifted up. Mm. 
and I think this is vital here, that um, because those whose hearts were lifted up and inclined with a longing and a desire and an earnest desire to save their God, they were filled, they received from God, they were filled with the qualities and the gifts in order to carry out God's work. Beautiful. So, um, yeah, just to, so that would be the three components, I think, straight away for me, and there may be more, as we'll find out in due course, but straight away, I'd, I'd mention faith and giving and uh, a heart's desire to save. Beautiful, man. Beautiful. Thank you, Tom. I, you know, bro, that's legit. It's all day because a lot of people say to me, you know, how do you receive God's presence, you know? How do you receive more of God? And I say the quickest way for me to receive God's presence is to love somebody who doesn't deserve it. It's to do for somebody that can't do for themselves. It's to care for somebody that doesn't care for themselves. It's to it's to give of yourself wholeheartedly. And when we love someone that doesn't deserve it, wow, we receive God's presence very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. He steps into us, he tops us up. And as it says in the scriptures, he who is faithful and little will be given much more. And if we want to receive more of God and we want to receive more of his blessing, the quickest way to do that is to walk out the law of love, all right? The law of liberty, and that's to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. And as you said, Tom, that NASA, it's to lift up with, in the area of a heart. It's a heart issue, and it's to direct the heart in a in a in 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 a, in a place of love, and lift that other person up, or other people up. Beautiful. I love how you've um, you've opened up with that there, Joe. About it reminded me of the scripture. You know, he loved us while we were still sinners. sinners. Uh, and when you have that radical transformation of 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 that um, uh, salvation experience, shall we say, it's that that bombastic re- receivership of that love. Um, like you say, if we then uh, are then able to transfer that to others who are in a position like we were while we were, <laughs> and still are sinners, by the way, um, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. Um, Bex? What yeah, on the topic of um, giving, I um, discovered very quickly, whenever you are living out your role, whether it's a gift, whether you're doing your ministry as a wife or you know if you know you're calling if you're part of a fellowship your um your role may be to cook the food do the cleaning and I think every time you're contributing like Tommy said contributing to the tabernacle that is when you're gonna receive God because that is you um doing what your role is and living out God's will for, for your life and I know some people always say to me well I don't know what my role is I don't know um what my gift is and you know you don't have to know that overnight and and it will come but i always just just say it's like um when you're in a job you you, you don't know what your career is going to be overnight you you'll you'll find where you feel comfortable with and what you're good at and your skills so yeah i think if uh, every time you're contributing god knows that you are doing good for him and then ultimately you're going to f- feel his presence hallelujah so well said, it's just that um, I think um, what I know actually that God instills qualities in all his children and some of us may sit there and listen and think, well, I'm not very good at many things. If you can speak well, you can speak the truth of the word of God. If you can sing, you can sing worship songs. 
you know, this everybody has something that can contribute to the work of God, and it's the, which is what Becker just said, and touching on what Joe said earlier, um, to receive and to give, and this giving is um, even to to give and to love those who apparently are unlovable or the more needy. Well, Yeshua teaches us this in Matthew, and he says, um, I'll paraphrase it. Whatever you did for the least of these, you did for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I think that's vital there, really. It really is. It's, it's all about, it goes back, whatever the topic we touch on, and today's is receiving more. It goes back to loving God and loving your neighbour. Totally. I think it's a, it's, um, it's a beautiful Im- invitation from the Lord in that how, um, a- as vessels, we carry uh, that, that love for others, Um and how we can receive uh, that love through each other. And we've used the analogy of the tabernacle a couple of times already, where it's what we bring to the to the to the tabernacle, what we're bringing to to the group and to the body, and how we can bless others with with our gifts, um, and how we have that heart change. Yeah. So, like you say, many people in the world can do charity; they can uh, appear to be. Uh, good on the outside but on the inside it's a little bit rotten but what Yeshua does he comes in and he, he changes that heart until you actually have a desire to to serve and to 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 give and then that's how uh, others can receive more from from the Lord also which I think is a, a beautiful beautiful thing I think it's beautiful how it can be uh small things as well and um I know you touched on it a couple of weeks ago about the administration as a gift and so many people you know don't realize that and um, a couple of weeks ago, we were trying to organise um, what to do with, there's a lot been an influx of children in the fellowship and organising what to do with them and just making sure that they're always being cared for, but also um, j- just, you know, they can't get in the way of the camera and stuff on Shabbat. So I kind of like left some people do it to do the organising and it took like five Zoom calls, three uh, meetings, and they still hadn't come up with a solution. And I was just sitting there like, why didn't I just organise this? I'm within the space of like 10 minutes. I was like, we'll just do this and then this. And everyone was like, yeah, yeah, really good idea. And it was just so simple. So, and then I've heard, yeah, saying to me, you know, this is your job. I told you to do it. <laughs> so yeah, it's just, just things like that. And some people will try and just let others take the rein on things. But if you've got a gift, walk in it, proclaim it and, and just do it, you know. And that's how you receive because, yeah. you know, the Lord's implanted uh, great gifts and abilities and you come up with that blueprint very quickly but then that in turn allowed the mechanics of the fellowship to, f- to, 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 to to cognitively move better it allowed the adults to receive without feeling that they need to you know babysit and ultimately you get blessed from it because <coughs> you're walking out your gift the fruit is yielded god's presence is made manifest and we all experience something of of of, go- of goodness so, you know, as we walk out the prophetic, as we step into our gifts, as we serve others, and as we contribute to the tabernacle, the presence of God is made manifest. That's Torah 101, in it? Yeah, yeah. The, the way the Shekinah glory came about was bring your bronze mirrors, bring your, bring your silk, bring, bring, uh, bring, bring your crimson thread, you know, bring your gold. This is, this is what it was. Everyone had to contribute, and they gave, but ultimately they received God's presence. Um. Yeah, they gave from the heart. Yeah, I'll go back to that. I think the heart issue is uh, extremely important. Like you said before, um, it's not so much what we do, 
it's the why and the how and what's behind it, you know? Yeah. Your dad and spoke and said, <coughs> they, um, we could come with smiles and gifts of money, etc. but it's really where the heart is and our, our Lord sees the heart and weighs the heart, so it's, it's important. And going back to what Becca's just said, they, um, she has many gifts, our sister here. <coughs> Administration is definitely one of them. And you mentioned the, um, the father showed you that's a vo- one of your vocations, and it's, it's strange because that word vocation, it seems say, shares the same root as the word voice yeah. from the Latin oh. vox, vocation vox. And that's it. If you can tune into our Father's voice, He will give you your vocation. Hallelujah. Beautiful, brother. Thank you. Oh, wow. Yeah. I just want to share as well. Um, funny enough, tonight we have um, every two weeks the Shebrews, we call ourselves, the women have a. Um, a zoom call and i was just doing the dishes one day and um i sometimes do hear the audible voice of god it'll just pop in my head and he was like you need to discuss hearing the word of god and hearing my voice so we'll put it on the chat and we all if we suggest a topic we all go away and pray about it and then funny enough it turns out that i'm on the podcast tonight talking about hearing the word the ladies are discussing it and that's sometimes how we know if it's from the Lord, if it was just me speaking about it and putting forth my own agenda, saying, I think I've heard God's voice, you know. But when you get confirmation and other people are thinking the same things and other people are coming to you with um, the same sort of thoughts, I, I believe that's when we know it is is from the Lord and he's obviously got a purpose of wanting us to discuss this. And yeah, how, how would you guys feel that, you know, you hear the voice of God and everyone hears it differently and that's okay you know yeah i mean i was g- amen to that with regards to confirmation and i think with um with regards to hearing god f- uh through others yeah. uh, the way i i am um, i envisage it uh is the, the seven spirits of the lord knowledge wisdom counsel mm-hmm. my uh, fear of the lord i i believe that when you're operating within a body those different spirits can be operated through individuals corporately. Yeah. So if I'm, I'm I'm looking for counsel from the Lord, I, I, can, I can hear, uh, you know, I may ha- have the audible voice, I may have a confirmation within the word as itself. Then I, I may approach Joseph with, with, with a, a subject or something that's on my heart and he'll be, he'll be my counsel. The Lord will speak through mm-hmm. Joseph. And I think that's one of the most fundamental important importances of being in a body is hearing and receiving from Lord through other people, which is uh, imagine, like get your head around that. He's using us to 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 be a, a, a vessel for, for others um, when when needed. So that, if that makes Hallelujah. sense. <coughs> I think this is the importance of listening and hearing. You know, the Shema. It's so important. Yeshua was asked what the greatest commandment was, and he began with Shema. You know, hear, O Israel. <coughs> It's vital, you know, Hebraically, you know, it's it's all about h- how we listen in, in inside and how what, what, what we're tuning into. Um rather than our sight, you know, as the scripture says, we walk by faith and not by sight. So for me to receive the audible voice <coughs> and to receive more of, of what God's saying, I think that's about living life in the spirit. It's about occupying a territory of um, of the spiritual man <coughs> that's walking in his ways. It's keeping his wedding vows, you know. It's serving. It's loving. It's it's laying your life down, and um, I think prayer, you know, prayer, fasting, and seeking his word 
for confirmation inside the scriptures. You know, on, on two or three witnesses, as a matter established, this is our Father's law. So when we hear them, two or three witnesses that come and give us that confirmation, we know that it's it's legit. Well, I always measure things <coughs> with his attributes. You know, Moses repeated his attributes back to him. You know, Yahavah, Yahavah, slow to anger, rich and abounding in love. And when we know his identity and his character, and we become obsessed with it, you know, the two shall become one flesh. Then we start to, to negotiate things in accordance with his attributes. And, you know, I always say it, you know, ask yourself, what would Yeshua do? And the, the inner man's going to tell you. The inward man is going to tell you what Yeshua is going to do. So you, you can you can measure situations, negotiate situations, um, you know, w- with the inner man going, is this in line with my father's attributes? Is this in line with his word? This is where I'm led to. And, you know, when we know it's of God, it runs smooth. It just happens, you know what I mean? It just takes place. It just takes place. And he has his signature on it. And the confirmation then is the fruit, the fruit fruit, that it yields, the fruit that it yields. (coughs) As Yeshua said, you'll know it by its fruit. Uh Someone asked me, when I first um, stepped onto the Torah path, someone said to me, um, do you ever hear God's voice? And I thought I said, "Well, no," and I still haven't, by the way, audibly. And I said to them, um, "Why did do you?" And they said, "Oh, yeah, yeah, quite regularly." And I was really intrigued. I said, "What, what like uh, like a whisper or someone shouting, or is it in your ear? I mean, how you know?" They said, "What's his accent like?" <laughs> yeah, I should, I shouldn't I? <laughs> um, is it a scouser? Yeah, I suppose it'd be sound different for, for each individual in a way, but. Um, but so I said, well, no, I don't. So how do you hear it? And they said, it's an audible voice in my ear, just like we're speaking now to each other and we're being heard uh, for p- people listening, just that kind of same voice. And I said, no. And then so I went home and I thought about, and I thought, maybe this, this, I'm not quite right. There's something wrong with me. You know, um, people are hearing God's voice and I haven't. And then um, I meditated on it and I, I prayed on it and I thought about it. And then I realised that um, the Bible and the scriptures, just you can read, mm-hmm. you can hear God's voices by reading. Yes. And then I realised um, I've been prompted before now um, at the beginning of Almond House. Um, I just had this thought inside me. I was prompted to do something and I don't know where it came from. Well, I, I didn't at the time, but I, subsequently I did know it was from our, our father. He was prompting me to do something, and it was concerning Almond House, and it was over and over, and this thought would not leave me. Mm-hmm. And it was only looking back, I thought that's that's another way of hearing our Father, you know. It's a, an inward prompting to do something um, beautiful, really. And I think also another way is um, we read it in scriptures. Um, but not long, <laughs> been reading about the epic of Joseph in scriptures, and he was a dreamer. And God can speak to people in dreams. You know, some people have visions, some people have dreams, but not all dreams. I'm 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 a I'm a one I'm a bit of a stickler for dreams. Say, but they don't always mean something quite relevant. You know, you may have just eaten a bit of cheese that you found (laughs) behind the cooker and had a bit of a strange dream. It doesn't mean, you know, that that the sky's going to open up tomorrow and the the stars going to fall to the ground. It may not. It just might mean that your thoughts that be going through your head come out into a dream. You know, that's a bit of blue cheese from behind the back of the oven, so yeah, lad. Exactly, exactly. And you're just having a bit of a mad one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's so. I, I, but 
at the same time, where the dream is repetitive and a recurring dream, there's a voice again telling you something. It's showing you something's coming up or you must do this, go this way or go that way. So to answer the question, there's another way you can hear God's voice. It can be inwardly in your thought process. You're being prompted to do something or to say something to somebody. It can be in a recurring dream. And it can be simply by just reading scriptures. That's God's voice. And also the one I'd never thought of before, which Dada mentioned, God can speak through people around you. Yeah. 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 On that topic, um, many a times Joe has been telling me to do things and it is obviously the Lord speaking through him. And Joe always said to me, you're not listening on this, you're not listening. And then I'm like, yeah, I'll pray about it, I'll pray about it. But genuinely, I believe that God does speak through your husband. There's been so many times when Joe has been telling me, like, you need to do this, for example, like set up my business. I never even had an intention or even realized that I could set it up as a business. And it was always Joe, you need to do it, you need to do it. And then eventually... I did yeah. shamar and do it, and you know it's been it's been such a big blessing. But yeah, I do believe that Hallelujah. you can speak through your husband, through um, your sisters, your brothers, and yeah, yeah, and wives most yeah. definitely, most yeah. definitely. I can testify to the yeah, my wife. Um, yeah, I think the wives are strong. Um, just read previously in the, the last part which Joe covered. Um, how really, when even coming to the tabernacle, like we just mentioned, the furnishing of the tab- tabernacle, it was the men that followed the women, mm-hmm. and it was probably the women that gave most, you know. And um, you can speak God's word just through your actions, your godly actions, you know, you're speaking for God. And I think the women are very strong with that. Yeah, I, I'd say I personally feel more comfortable receiving um, a direction or, or, or the Lord's voice by other people. Uh, I've said it so many times before, I feel the most safest in the word, personally. Uh, if I receive a confirmation. Um, yeah. Also, uh, not going down this rabbit hole too far, but uh, the notion of free will. Um, and when, uh, you know, Jackie says it quite often, it's like, you know, you come to a junction, you come to a, a dilemma or a decision to make, and you, you're trying to seek the Lord on it. Lord, oh, what should I do? Do I go left? Do I go right? And, you know, you don't hear anything. Um, and Jackie always says, well, is it is it sinful? Is it is it?" It, is it in Torah? Is, are you? Is it righteous? Is it a righteous decision? What would Jesus do? What, what would Yeshua do? Exactly. So, I think um, that's part of the excitement of life, isn't it? Is is I think the Lord is trying to. Um, it's like getting your child to walk, isn't it? You know, you want them to take those steps themselves and make the right decisions and make the right choices. Um, but um, I think it's probably okay. I, I think it's good to say at this point if you don't hear. You're not on your own. You're not the only person. You're not less worthy. You're not less righteous. The Lord isn't further away. If anything, he's probably closer to you. Um, and, and, and he's waiting for you to take those steps. So, um, uh, And I, I'm definitely saying this to myself. If you're not hearing from him, don't panic. Stay patient. Keep plodding on. Keep seeking the kingdom. Uh, and, um, uh, and, and just touching on what you said about vocation and voice. What is our number one vocation? It's it's Yeshua, it's the gospel, it's 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 walking out his his Torah. Yeah. So keep doing that, keep doing your job, and the voice will, will, will come through. Hallelujah. Um, hallelujah. Amen. I think receiving God from other people, you know, um, as Becca mentioned and Tommy about, you know, our husband or wife, you know, our spouse, so so to speak. Um, 
you know, Adam, I, the Lord said it is, it is not good for Adam to be alone. Um, so, so Eve was, was created <coughs> with the intentionality of, you know, bringing a, a, a something to, to Adam, you know, a, a piece to Adam, helper. a helper, mm-hmm. uh, a divine assistance, as I like to call it. Um, and, you know, when the Our two job. become one flesh, um, we, we do, we do become receiver transmitters um, of God's goodness together. And, you know, it's, it's our expression that we really need to focus on because I could tell Becca one thing, but my expression, even though my intentionality may come from a, a loving place of, of commitment to her, you know, how I express that and how that manifests is something I need to work on because, you know, you can say, well, do this and, you know, get your business together. You know, we need to be self-sufficient and this and that. And it's not taught to make contracts with the outside world, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you want the sabotage, you don't want to be working for the man and you're selling your time. And I, and I can come at it like a raging bull or, you know, but my, 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 my intentionality is still from a good place and still from a, a, love, a place of love and commitment. But just my expression of of that is is wrong so we have to find that that christ in every situation of how we want to transmit so that other person may receive you know if we transmit you know something that's that's prickly uh, the other person is going to receive that even though we may from a place of intentionality you know we're trying to overflow with love and come from a real nice place and have true purpose of making things right and making things good Uh, i believe you know our transmission of of what we want to say so that their reception is received uh, from a loving place of intentionality and i think you know intentionality is profound and i want to talk about that tonight you know our father he, he is profoundly intentional he does nothing by mistake and all moves that he makes are deliberate all his actions come from a place of vision passion purpose commitment covenant partnership and love you know, if we all proclaim to be God's children, then everything the Lord does for us, he does as a father to his children. So even when we are undergoing trial, even when we are undergoing reproof, when we are undergoing chastisement, well, the Bible says the Lord chastises those that he loves. So even if you are being chastised, that is coming from a place of loving intentionality from our father. You know, don't get it wrong. It says in scripture, you know, if you ask uh, your father for a fish, is he going to give you a serpent? If you ask for an egg, is he going to give you a scorpion? He's never going to give you the scorpion, okay? You're just interpreting what you've been given as a scorpion when really it's an egg. It just hasn't hatched yet. Mm. It just hasn't hatched yet. So when we got this in our palm, we really don't know what it is and we're making all these things like, oh, you know, I'm cursed. It's this, it's that. The Lord's got it in for me. This, this, this. Oh no, what's going on? No, the Lord chastises those he loves. So if you're receiving reproof, if you're receiving discipline, if you're receiving a trial, you know, the Lord chastises those he loves. So you are still receiving a prophetic intention of love, even from our Heavenly Father. The rod of correction, it's love, you know. Reproval, it's love. He pulls us from the fire. He he fights for us. So I want to speak about receiving, you know, because we've spoke about receiving blessing and giving blessing and receiving and, 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 and blessing others. But even when even when we're chastised, we're receiving because where would we be without his reproval? You know, Paul says, I I wouldn't have known what sin was if it wasn't for the Torah. You know, 
thank God that he's shown us what sin is. Thank God that he is prepared to bring a rod of correction in our life, to bring us home, you know, and to, and to, to keep us on, on the narrow path with the goad, with the shepherd stuff. It's such a loving commitment. You know, the shepherd, when he goads the sheep, he pricks the sheep, but he pricks the sheep with loving intentionality to take the, the sheep to a green pasture, you know, to, to, a, to, a, to, a, to, a, to a pen of safety. Um, and, and sometimes we, we need to know that because, like, we, we're, we're, we're messianic Christians, you know. We're, we're meant to know this stuff, and we need to be firmly placed to stand firm and take a positive from any circumstance that approaches itself to us. You know, are we taking that positive purpose from the circumstance that we are in, or are we taking the negative out of it? We should always be saying, you know, what is this teaching me, not why is this happening to me? What are we receiving even under trial? You know, because there is, there's a great bounty. In every problem, there is a prospect. In every problem, there is prosperity in every problem there is permission in every problem there there is solution the lord gives us this you know and we have to cultivate that power of expectation and press in to that positive press into that permission whenever we're undergoing trial and saying to ourselves our father will not give me a scorpion you know i'm praying i'm praying i'm praying about it why does it feel like a scorpion well it's, it's an egg, it just hasn't hatched yet, you haven't got your head around it completely, because the Lord's intentionality towards you is love and devotion and covenant, so it's going to work out in the end, you get me? Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful, Joseph. It's going to work out in the end. Yeah. So, going back a couple of steps, when you said, um, so it's a two-way thing, really. To covenant, re- isn't it? Someone's Obviously. receiving, then someone is giving, and um, it's trying to transmit a receiver um, relationship. And once again, I mean, if you think back to the, you said, would our father give you the scorpion if you'd asked for an egg? Well, when we were in the wilderness, we were moaning and grumbling and complaining. Thank you, what's the cow, Tommy? (laughs) 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 And um, (laughs) I haven't started yet. (laughs) We, um, when we were in the wilderness, um, you're practically accusing God of giving us scorpions. Saying, so, no, you brought us out here. To, you might as well have gone back, stayed in Egypt and died there. You brought us out to kill us. So the point I'm making here is that um, we, we received the Torah in the wilderness. We received it, but did we really receive us and perceive and understand? Did we take it to our hearts? You know, did we receive it? It was transmitted to us, but where were you receiving it? It wasn't in our hearts, you know. We, the faith and the trust wasn't there. The heart wasn't there, you know. So, just to go back on that, what you were saying, the transmitter receiver, it's it takes two. It's a two way thing, you know. P- p- people can, someone can be given something, but it has to be received properly. Yeah, yeah, and I think our reception is massive, and that's why intentionality is huge because when we tap into, you know. Um, the intentionality of the Lord comes from an overflowing place of love. We recognize then that, like, what what's actually taking place is for our best interest. You know, our Lord has our best interests at heart all the time. So when we receive, you know, problems or things are taking place, 
we can be firmly placed and find that secret of contentment, you know, mm. to receive the goodness inside of any any problem or situation that arises. I'd um I'd say for me personally, with regard to um that that contentment in in all things, uh, and that's not for me to say that I'm actually genuinely content in trial or adversity. But one thing I hold on to uh, is is the providence of God, uh, knowing that all things conform for His plans, for His glory, and um, those things may not necessarily things that I understand. So if it's uh, if I'm receiving things of joy, uh, blessings, hallelujah, I'll celebrate it and give Him the glory. If I'm under trial, if I'm in pain, uh, if I'm on, I'm in difficulty, hallelujah, I'll give Him the glory. Um, so that that's my attitude. I wouldn't say that's how it how it. Uh, turns out but that's how i um that's how i try to to approach it on that um giving and receiving you all you three are, are parents does that give you a deeper understanding or a, or a different understanding to what it is to not just receive but you're you're now giving particularly in 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 line with chastisement like you're learning how um uh you're learning how to to um to, to negotiate um, chastisement with your child and I'll, I'll hand it to you Becca but what the sentiment being when I look back at the chastisement or the the controls or the boundaries that I had as a child I look back with so much fondness and gratitude and 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 um, happiness that I had that chastisement that I had that rod that I had those boundaries how, how does that work for you guys being Bef- parents before you speak Bex uh, for anyone listening who's not a parent and just to support Dad in there, because I know Dad is not a parent as yet, and they're th- us three are. Um, I don't think you have to be a parent because, w- for one, we've all been children, so we're aware of that parent-child relationship, especially as you grow up as an adult and you can look back and see with uh, adult eyes that, that relationship between a parent and a child. And also you, you can see it with other people's ch- 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 children, you know, other parents with their children, or even within your own family, your nieces, your nephews, etc., your cousins, younger siblings, etc. So it's we can all um, grasp and understand that relationship. I think even if one is not a parent themselves. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, there's a, there's a thing called known as um, positive stress, and not all situations can can be bad. It's like when Jonah learning to walk. The other day, I was downstairs and I could hear like him crying and getting really tired and I come up and Joe was like teaching him to walk but he was like getting really tired and he was really getting a sweat on but like the next day he was doing steps on his own and it's it's through that that positive stress and allowing them to fall over and, and get a little bit tougher that that he's learned now to take some steps on his own and that's like us in our trials we he just sometimes has to just take his hand away because if he was to just just you know keep us in cotton wool we would never ever learn anything and that's the world that we live in he, wa- he wants us to know our enemy he wants us to be strong he wants us to know how to to deal with things but also trials it's about being able to bless others when we've come through that trial and mm-hmm. um just 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 give them wisdom um, and that's receiving parent parental guidance off our father you know and we can testify that to rebecca like back on that topic of what you were aiming at there that and about you know the two way the two way traffic receiving and transmitting you know what we give to Jonah we our son we ultimately receive back you know you can testify to that Becca maybe you could elaborate on that like as a parent you know um 
for us to, to, to give to our boy time, energy, effort. You know, what's the bounty like that that they give back to you? Yeah, it's, um, it is a sacrifice, but it's a sacrifice worth making. And it just gives so much when you see them. Um, it, you know, it, it pays off when when they're saying words back to you or, you know, they're, they're clapping when you're saying clap. It's just that sense of achievement. And it's such a small thing to even see a child clap their hands. But, you know, it's massive to the Lord. We're doing these things. And he's like, wow, you know, you can finally understand my scripture. You can finally understand some Hebrew words. You finally understand how to eat healthy. And it's like, we didn't know these things when we first come on the walk. We didn't know how to, you know, we were putting death in our bodies. A lot of us were smoking alcohol, drugs. Now they're like things of the past. And we're looking at how to, you know, heal, you know, chronic diseases. And that is just all from the Lord. But he is so, I believe that he He does have a sense of achievement, but not for us to keep this like in ourselves, but to go and bless others. And that's my only hope for when Jonah grows up. It's like, I hope that he can then be a blessing to other people in a dark world. And it just, it just, gift that keeps on giving really and i believe that's what the lord thinks of us hallelujah just when you first said you know about jonah and, and what we put in time energy and effort and what he gives us back it's all worth it you know the laughs when he tries to communicate back but that's our father you know you know it's a sacrifice but it's all worth it you know this is what he's saying it was a sacrifice but it's all worth it mm-hmm. well done my good and faithful servant i sacrificed I give myself, I give my life for you, but it was all worth it to hear your prayers, to hear your worship, to hear your love and commitment to me. You know, I've said in the past, if we were made in the image and likeness of God and it was not good for man to be alone, is it good for man? Is it good for God to be alone? You know, what was the intentionality in us being made? You know, the Lord wants to dwell with us. He wants partnership. He wants relationship. You know, one could argue, is it good for the Lord to be alone then? You know, he wants to be with us, you know, and just like we want to be with our child and know we have to wipe up after them, clean them, feed them, carry them around everywhere. You're getting tennis elbow as you're holding them in the shop. You know, they're, they're, they're crying in the back of the car when you're on a two-hour journey. You turn the corner and you just start crying. You're like, oh, no, turn the volume Here up. Go. Here we go. But it's all worth it. And the sacrifice that you make, it's all worth it. You know, them little moments of of, be- of beauty and you know, inspiration and, and laughters and it's all worth it. And this analogy is important to the Lord because even in the New Testament <coughs> where it says people start off on milk as babies start off on milk when we start on our walk as we were talking about hearing the word and people might not hear the f- the voice of God. They might not be getting scriptures on a daily basis, but you know, if you're still on milk, that's a blessing. You know, you will soon be on solid food. You've just got to keep going and God has that analogy because it is how we are in our walk and we've got to learn learn to just, yeah, receive from him. So if you're still on the formula, it's still a, it's still a blessing, you know. <laughs> but it's, um, it's, that, um, it's that building up of, of faith uh, is, it underpins that receiving and uh, as we grow, uh, we're growing in our faith. Um, so I wanted to touch on, Tommy, you, you touched on it on the... Um, uh, on the introduction, and I wanted to delve into the the role of faith and belief within receivership in particular. So I'm just going to go for a few scriptures, and then I'll, I'll open it up to you guys. Um, Matthew twenty one twenty two, and whatever things you ask in prayer, believing you will receive. Mark nine twenty three, Jesus said to him, "If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes." 
And finally, Mark 11, 23, 24. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not cast it, does not and does no doubt in his heart but believes that those things he says will be done he will have whatever he says therefore i say to you whatever things you ask when you pray believe that you receive them and you will have them so with that being said the the belief of of receiving is is you know yeshua says it's very important um that belief comes from the heart which i think is is uh, probably best described as the the inner man um that, that that transformation within the inner man that you're actually going to uh, going to have the faith to receive. Now, now with that being said, how do we cultivate? How do we walk in that um, that belief and that faith of receivership? Um, you know, it could be small things, it can be big things. So, h- how do we cultivate a, a belief of, of receivership, guys? Proclaim it, <laughs> and I think through prayer as well. For me personally. It's um, when it says ask, how are you going to ask the Lord other than to pray about it? Um, And there's been so many times when you're praying about something. It doesn't always have to be a blessing, but also it's like, should I do this, Lord? Is this wrong? And then you'll just open your Bible and then there'll be a scripture there. I remember when it was right at the start of my walk, I was really tempted to still go home and celebrate Christmas with um, my family who aren't believers. And then Joe was like, no, it's really not a good idea. And I was getting so stressed about it opened up the bible and there it was jeremiah 10 and i was like all right lord i've received that (laughs) but also in in the good sense it is it's about um yeah you just it's a promise i believe it's a promise from god he wants to bless us he wants to bless our families he wants to bless our children it says there's a proverb when it says um you will live to see your children's children and there's recently been members in our fellowship who are um have been praying for generations of their family to to receive the word and it's took so many trials so many thorns have taken away and the seeds that they they've spread on their family and now um one lady Sonia has recently come with her grandson grant and it's like that's you know two generations down and then her great great grandson's come and he's going to the kids Shabbat and it's like she's been proclaiming this for years like literally years and years and now it's finally coming true and just because we don't have our prayers answered overnight it doesn't mean that we should stop proclaiming it if it aligns with you know the scriptures proclaim it it's not me going to bed saying lord I'm going to proclaim a Lamborghini tomorrow because that that isn't in the word is it it's Mm. not but the word is that he wants our children's children and their children to be getting it and be in the word. So, yeah, I think it, proclaim it. If it's in the word, he will give it. Amen. Yeah, if it's in line with his attributes. I definitely think there's an empowerment <coughs> to energize the Ruach HaKadosh and cultivate a power of expectation through proclamation, through prayer, you know, through just really having that bold authority pressing in standing in standing in faith yes brother. um the proclamation that we give you know by every word that proceedeth out of our mouth that's why it's so important that we don't have guile in our mouth because you know if we're going to proclaim these things and believe them renounce demonic entities cancel uh, out yeah. you know and and uh, cast out the demonic uh, entities we we got to have that proclamation of what what comes out of our mouth in in line no, we can't in one breath be saying, uh, stand up in the name of Yeshua Mashiach, 
stand up out of that wheelchair in one breath and in another going, all right, effing this and effing that, and wow, shut up, you You know, we can't, you know what I mean? That's holy and profane. It's Babylonian, and it's a mixture. I think proclamation is huge. I think energizing the spirit um, of belief and getting fired up, you know, truly getting fired up. Getting fired up is massive. I think that really helps us cultivate <coughs> toil as well. You know, I'll show you my faith by my works. So I think that that, that there's, a, there's a level of, of what we do with ourselves and how we utilize ourselves and our self-sacrifice of being on uh, being a living sacrifice, putting yourself on the altar. All that, it's all, it's all one package. I'll probably hand that over to you now. Stoking, stoking the fire, bro. Stoke that fire. Keep it lit. Um, yeah, I think... <coughs> I think it's different for different people. Uh, through my walk and through life, I've noticed that some people seem stronger than others in their faith. Um, and yet, those people who seem to be lacking in faith or not as strong, um, in, 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 in further along the line in their lives, they, be, they become on fire. You know, so I think it's a, a, a subjective thing. And then in the individual thing with the people's strength of faith, <coughs> um, I can speak personally. Say, well, when I was a, a bit younger, um, I saw the Bible as um, mostly true, but mainly with just good ethics, good models, some things in there with stories, but with a, a good meanings that we could with wisdom, etc. And you know, and um, somebody came along, a, a good friend, um, and said. Um, well, actually, did you know that the whole Bible is all true? It's all God's word. And suddenly the penny dropped. And it's, it was like my eyes were opened, my ears were opened. I was reading scriptures. Before then, I, I, I had read the Bible back to front, from front to back twice. And But now I was reading scriptures that I, I don't remember seeing before, and I was understanding it differently. And I think that therefore, because... I realised that everything in the scriptures was true and was the, the word of God. My faith automatically doubled and quadrupled because now we're serving a true God. Um, and he is what he says he is and he does what he says he'll do. And therefore, whatever you go through, and some of us have, have took some heavy knocks in life, or I'm sure we, we've all took some heavy knocks in life, and yet you, st- you get back up. And then you look back through life and think, God's hand's been in this all the way through. Yeah, He's picked me up and I've gone again. He's picked me up again and I've gone again. He's got me through that. He saved my life here. And I think experience itself um, just in life alone and then your, your walk can build one's faith. Um, I also think what's important is also is, um, to really reduce as far as possible any kind of worldly distractions because there's a lot of deception, and we're told this in the scriptures. There's a lot of lies, we're told this in scriptures, and there's a lot of other paths. And then when we come onto the Torah path, you think, "Hang on, this is the ancient path. This is the true path." Mm, beautiful. You know, and you, uh, the further along you go, along he is the way, and we follow him along the way, which is the Torah path. Your faith starts becoming indomitable. Mm. You know. So my um, to put the and to, say, to make it short, answer, I'd say one's faith, to, to strengthen one's faith would be just to take a leap of faith and to trust in God yeah. with everything in life, really. 
you know, I, there's people here um, who've had um, mishaps even with a, a child being born and next minute they're in hospital the first days of their life and you think that's a real test of faith. And I've been through some of the things myself. But if you give it over to God and you really trust in him and he's put you to that point, your faith will be rewarded. He rewards the diligence. And um, I think um, it's sometimes not to test God, but to trust in him and take a leap of faith um, in your own life. Because it'll, it'll be different for different people at different times. Yeah. But I think the, um, the the true, not so, not, I wouldn't say secret, but the key to having a strong faith is really just to 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 have a, this a real daily relationship with God, mm. because people out there in the world say, "Oh, you know, the, the devil this and the devil that." And it, well, what about God? You believe in the devil? What about the one who made yeah. the stars and the sun and the moon? You know, and he made people, <laughs> and he made the sky, Hallelujah. and he made trees and the creatures. You know, why don't you trust in him? Just look to him, Is seek anything him. anything too hard for the Lord? Exactly, but, but nothing without him and nothing's impossible with, with him, you know. So I think, um, as I said at the outset, it, it can be different for different people, but your faith can be strengthened and built up if you just put trust in him. And I wouldn't like to say put him to the test, but test yourself in your own faith with God. Well, if you start off small and you take a leap of faith, and it may just be, you know, praying for the small things. Because I remember when I first started, you know, we'd just be praying over, you know, if I lose something or, you know, something really small of that day. But then I would always think, well, my mum and dad would never get saved. I'm I'm not going to pray for that. That's that's too big. But then, you know, you got to see faith as like a muscle. It needs to be activated. It needs to be strengthened. You're not going to go to the gym. Um, and be able to pull your body weight or be able to do massive weights in the gym overnight. You, it takes time and effort to put in, and it's like a work. It's like a workout, isn't it? You're gonna pray for the small things, and then you'll immediately get more confidence to pray about bigger things. And I think that's a, it's a good place to start if anybody isn't feeling confident. Yeah, I just I like to quote a second what Beck has just said, and to add to that, I like to quote Romans. Is it Romans ten? Um, basically confess with your mouth that the Lord Jesus is God and um, you, you'll, you'll sp- I'll read that out instead of just paraphrasing it Romans ten eight. what does it say the word is near you in your mouth and in your heart that is the word of faith which we preach that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe it in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved Amen Perfect scripture that I um I didn't I hadn't really like related it to when you think of receiving everyone here has got the same scripture about asking you shall receive so that's confirmation in itself but um in Matthew eight five it says whoever humbles himself as a child and who whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me and I think that is. Children are very humble, aren't they? They're very gentle. They'll tell you the truth. And I think if we are to be humble as well, I think that's a good place to receive in the Lord. If we are laid flat, I think trials ultimately come to humble us. Um, Whether we've built up altars in our life or we've, you know, 
got idols or things from our past lords trying to press them down and, and just make us low. And I think if we s- remain humble in all things instead of being proud, I think that's a good place to receive the Lord. Beautiful, beautiful. He says you must be like babes to come into his kingdom. Yeah. And when he says babes, he doesn't mean walking around sucking your thumb and wearing a nappy. He means you fully trust in me. You fully believe in me. Dependability, you know. Your, your reliability, reliability is all upon me, you know. And through that you learn to love him just as your child will love the parents. They're totally reliant upon you. Perfect. So we, we've got, we touched on several different dynamics too, that uh, receivership. So we've got humility, meekness. We've got trust, which is to lean, to grip. And it, like you said, it's not to test, it's to lean. It's, you know it's going to be there. You know it's going to be there. So you've got to lean in, press in, and, uh, uh, and continue relationship and working in that relationship <laughs> as well and, and letting the Lord work on you within that relationship. Um, Tommy, you touched on it um, briefly just a moment ago. Um, obviously, in in uh, First Ephesians, it touches on um, you know having all spiritual blessings in Christ in in the heavenly realm. Um, again, if we're standing on that promise, then we we've got the keys to keys to the kingdom essentially. Now we know that in in our minds, but do we know that in our hearts? So. What blocks? What stops these these blessings? What stops this um, this receivership of this kingdom commission uh, that we've been given, we've been bestowed and and, and given responsibility for? Um, you, you mentioned there about the enemy, and we, we may be too quick to to pass the buck there. But but what do we find across the table, guys? What, what gets in the way? What can stop us? Uh, Ourselves. We we get in the way. The flesh. Yeah, the flesh. The spirit is willing and the flesh is weak. We get in the way of ourselves, really. And ultimately, we have only ourselves to blame because we do have the free will. And if we ask for the spirit of God to be within us, he will give it to us. But I must repeat also that the distractions of the world, you know, where we spoke last week about the, um, the seed that was um, choked. The parable of the, the sower and the seed that was choked is basically the case of this world. Well, if you don't watch the telly and you don't listen to the radio and you don't read magazines, there's straight away there's an aid to just solely focusing on God and not being distracted and taken away from what the truth is mm. and who He is. You know, He's um, well up against spiritual wickedness in high places, and it comes in many forms and uh, it comes through different media. It's a medium. The plural is media. And we know what the media is, you know. There's a lot of deception out there. So I think to help oneself and to stay spiritually guided and not to be drawn away in the flesh, at least help oneself and stay away from these worldly deceptions that are all around us. Another one as well, as as women, it can sometimes be maybe looking too much into the future or looking too much into the past. And Yeshua tells us not to do that because... We're bound to pick faults of our past and we're bound to worry about our future. But it's about just resting where we are right now and what he wants from us and how we're to serve, serve others. But yeah, when, when we try and plan too much into the future, it, it can rob us of our peace almost. And worry and f- worry is ultimately fear, isn't it? And fear is the opposite of faith. It doesn't and give us a spirit of fear, no. Yeah. Faith and it... it it just completely depletes you. You're before you know it, you're thinking, "Oh, 
how am I going to be able to afford this? Or I've got this bill, I've got this, I've got... And before you know it, you're just stressed, you're worried, and then you're back into your carnal mind. And then you're back into your past. So it's about remembering who you are on that day, what you've been blessed with. all, And it's about remaining grateful as well, staying grateful for even having a roof over your head, even having food on the table, whether you've got a husband, a wife, children, a family. It's the biggest blessing, in fact. It's, it's, it's like the blueprint for man. He wants to bless you with love and him. But if we're worrying about other things, then... Yeah. I think it's massive living in the past and living in the future. You know, Yeshua says, worry not for what tomorrow brings. Today brings too much of its own. And when we when we think about the past, what we're actually doing is we're resurrecting um, what is what is finished. And as we live inside of that, these, these strongholds of garrison and these fam- familiar spirits, they have a field day with all this stuff. You know, the accuser wants to permanently remind you of what you've done. You know what I mean? And and if we worry about what is to come, we're occupying a place of what what not yet has happened. And by occupying that place of anxiety, stress, or turmoil, when it hasn't even happened yet, you know, what we're essentially doing is we're putting faith in something that, that of a negative, you know. So I think, I think them two points there, Rebecca, were, were amazing. Just to touch on um, the past, we can obviously we all have memories, so we. It's, it's Unfortunately, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's not. Yeah, but it's not unusual yeah. to, to remember something in the past. But the difference is, and the key is, especially I've I've spoken to people who uh, are, are um, relating certain experiences in the past that were not good, and I've said to them, "Well, if, if you want to tell me." Try to tell me about it, relate it to me, but without reliving it. Mm. Well, there's there's a difference there. Yeah. Oh, I remember what happened. But you could learn from that and bless others, by the way, mm. and avert things. But so I think there's a big difference, and it's it's quite uh, important for people to know that to remember something, is you should do not relive it. There's yeah. no need to relive it. And but going back to where the the, the core subject here, uh, receiving more, receiving more from God. I'm sure we can all testify, all of us here sitting here can, I know we can, and people listening online, that when we're in fellowship, yeah, it's important. and our Father shows us that we're two or more present, I am in the midst, when we're in fellowship, we receive. Hallelujah. We all come away after fellowship and worship and um, hearing the posture, etc. each week, we all feel full. Of his glory, his mm. spirit, his gifts. It's of the assembly, it's isn't it? The, it's the, the church, it's the call. Yes, it truly is. So um, yeah, there's this, 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 that's one key way we can receive. And for those who are listening online say, well, I can't get out the house. Um, I don't know anybody. or There's no one that, no one lives near me to, to fellowship with, etc. I just say, well, um, we live in an age here where there's, there's technology that wasn't designed for our benefit. Look what we're doing now, Amen. and you can tune into many um, Hebrew Christian sites, Torah sites, podcasts like this. Oh, yeah. Stay active yeah. in it. Yeah, you can stay Occupy active, you can, and you can be interactive. You can comment and etc. etc. And um, God will bless you. God will bless you. You will receive. Just, just to pull back on that, and I know that we want to move forward with stuff, but you know, reliving our history—it's so common. And like people be sitting there going, well, "I don't relive my history." 
you can be explaining a situation that happened yesterday and relive it. So you get caught up on the motorway, some guy's giving you the fingers or whatever, you know, he's cursing you out the car and you're like, you get into a bit of confrontation and you know, you forget about it and you get home and you, you have your day and then you say, oh, how was your day today? And you're like, oh, well, I got caught up on the motorway and oh, this fella and then he caught me up and he jumped on his horn and before you know it, you're, reliving, it? you're reliving them emotions and you've made an attachment. You know, Job speaks about making covenants with our eyes. We can make covenants with our lips and we can make covenants with our actions. And once we, once we, pref- um, once we exercise profanity, you know, there's a, there's an attachment and a consequence that can come with that. So when when we relive it in in our carnal in our carnal mind, these things can resurface. You know, the familiar, and that's why it's important not to relive it. Tom, you know, not to, we remember we don't relive it. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's important yeah, it's for important. people that have gone through anything like traumatic uh-huh. as well. Yeah. Um, because I remember <laughs> it took me a year to get over, obviously, childbirth and everything that happened. And I just remember people, I was telling them the story and I was back there and everyone was like, you're still living it, aren't you? You need to just, it, it's done. You've learned from it. You, you, you're alive. You're blessed. And it's so true because not, you're never going to gain anything from going back there and reliving the emotions but you just have to know that the lord is with you and he will never leave you nor Not forsake you Amen. and the blessing that i've come through it now but yeah it's important whether you've gone through anything traumatic to just to just leave it in the past and yeah. god was even there in that moment and might because also you can fall into like well was god even there in that moment why would he let me go through that and before you know it that's ultimately doubt in god it and is, you, it's, it's, it's really deep and yeah. then i was getting a bit depressed and stuff and i just had to just snap out of it and go no but now i've been speaking to other women that are in the torah community that have just had babies and it's been a blessing to be able to like depart wisdom and blessing and understanding on them and know, tell them that you know it will get easier without going back there yeah. and being like woe is me i'm so bad and but yeah it, it's important we need to have an exodus out of our traumatic experiences yeah. we have to have an exodus out of the plagues of egypt yeah because the moment we start reliving traumatic experiences is the moment we start resurrecting that corpse god did not give his grace to a dead body okay he poured out he poured out his grace upon us whilst we were still sinners Hallelujah. to give us life. So no longer are we that dead man. That's just like in a in the waters of baptism somewhere in Bala Lake, you know, or where we got baptized in the River Jordan. And we got to keep taking it back to that because when we start reliving our past and our history, we resurrect that corpse, you know, the skeleton in the closet, you've heard that old cliche. And and we, we empower that old dead carnal nature and the devil wants to resurrect the fallen oh, man or every day. The devil wants to resurrect that dead man. So we can't allow that to take place. And I think trauma and stirring up trauma is what the enemy loves to do. Mm. can become your it. identity as well. And then it can become who you are. And then it's like everything, all your experience just, just make you who you are and it's like no we have an identity in christ in the body and back to what tommy was saying about fellowship it is so important and um there's a scripture when it says uh, a coal out of the fire goes cold and we never want to go cold we don't you know because i think a benefit of being around fellowship is accountability yeah and it's about people holding you accountable and you have like a standard to be a good example to others and it's like the bronze laver. You're gonna if, if you slip up, you've got motivation to get back on. You're not just um, staying 
down in, in your sin, you, you can pick yourself back up and know that your role is always going to be there. There's always going to be a Sabbath congregation. There's always going to be a meeting online, something that you can bring. There's always going to be a Zoom call and you can bring something to that. No matter what you've done in the week, you can just forgive yourself and move on. But if you don't have the fellowship, you can just fall in, fall into a rut. You're down, you're out, and you've got no accountability or even anybody to build you up or, or, or the... Perfect, and I love how you put that, uh, Bex. Is is that um, it's the answer to that uh, uh, that that dilemma that we face. And what uh, what I'm really loving about the last section of this conversation is taking me back to the episode of identity. Um, and uh, as Tommy said, we, we you know we have our testimony, we have our we have our memories. We, we we do walk down memory lane occasionally, but it's that separation of memory and 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 self. And how do we separate that? It's through our identity in Christ. Amen. So overcoming traumas, overcoming those difficulties, being able to to, to relay them, being able to, for, for, for the Lord to redeem those traumas, um, whether it being in a testimony, whether it being in helping those that, that are in need or, or going through a similar thing, we now have our identity in Christ. So we can we can walk through those, um, uh, those troughs again. So... I know you just touched on it slightly there, Bex, with regards to, to um, uh, being in a, a congregation or being within fellowship as a way of um, uh, remaining in that identity. But how, how do we how do we keep that that that, that wall from the door, to, so to speak? Do you think? Got re- reliving. Yeah, past traumas, p- past I- identity. I, I, personally, um, in my own life, I, I've. I've and I try to teach this to my children. For I don't know what good it does. I suppose <laughs> I always say when something awful has happened, or you've been through a bad experience or a painful experience, you eventually get to the other side of it, and then you look back and think, "What's the lesson to be learned from this?" Because we said that at the outset to uh, count it as joy when we go through trials, etc. We go through chastises, Presses sometimes the best goal comes off the fairness, etc. So when they do go through a trial, you think, and you're now on the other side of it, you may stop feeling the aftermath of it, but you are on the other side. Personally, I look back and think, what is the lesson from this? Because there is a lesson, and we're talking about receiving now. So we're being shown something, and there will be a lesson. It may not even be for you; it may be for somebody else. It may be for your children. I've been through this in order that someone else will not go through it. And our Lord did it first. Mm. I'm going to go through this so that my children don't have to. Mm. You know, so there's always a lesson, and that's that's where I uh, that's what I do personally. Dan, you know, what is the lesson to be learned from this? Um, real simple one for you guys. What should we be asking for? What what, what do you think when we ask? You know what. what what are we asking for? What should we be asking for? His will. Beautiful. His will to be done. Beautiful. That is in our Lord's prayer too. Yeah, I think if we are constantly aligning ourselves with what He wants us to do, and not what we what, like, we were talking about free will. It's like we have these ideas that maybe we're going to be um, evangelizing. Like a couple of weeks ago, I was like, "Come on, guys, it's perfect place." I'm I'm not a big evangelizer. 
you know, but I was thinking, oh, I need to maybe do it a bit more. And I was going, come on, let's go to the protest. You know, <laughs> let's just evangelize. And I thought it was this really good idea. And then one by one, it, it just didn't materialize. So it's about understanding what he wants from us, not what, what necessarily we want. And I think when you come to that place of resting in what he wants you to do and walking out and serving people the way he wants you to do rather than what you want to do, then that's I think is is a good good place to start. What about you, Joe? Yeah, you know, um, pray for the the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom, and say uh, we know that it falls in line with His will. Uh, thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Um, so we just pray for that kingdom. How can I be used as an ambassador for Your kingdom today, Lord? How do I experience the reign of Elohim today, Lord? How can we how can we occupy the kingdom of heaven today, Lord. How how do we fit in as a, as a, as a, as an ambassador of the kingdom of heaven? You know, teach me the language of the kingdom. Teach me the mannerisms of the kingdom. Teach me the ways of the kingdom. Let me have the keys to the kingdom. You know, these are the things that we should be praying for. It's all about bringing the kingdom of heaven to earth. I think you know this is what it is to be light, to be salt. All of these things are attributes of the priests. Um, and they are called to bring that kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. You know that's our duty. So, you know, I, you know, people say, "Oh, I don't really ever pray for myself on that." And you know, I do pray for other people. But you know, the scripture does say, "Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Resist the devil, and he will flee." You know, these are big scriptures to to extinguish the enemy, and you know, renew our mind to be transformed, resisting the enemy so that he flees. So, you know, I ask for certain things like. Father, give me the tools to overcome this situation. You know, um, give me give, give me the means by which to escape. Show me a path. You know, it says, he who lacks wisdom, ask and it shall be given liberally. So, Father, please show me the wisdom in this situation so I can discern and this is how I need to navigate, you know. So, they're the things that I do ask for. And that's not from a selfish way. Mm. But I, I just recognize that, you know, I need to get myself right. It's that old cliche, and it? It's like, fix your own oxygen mask before you fix someone else's. Do you get me? Like, I need to make sure that I'm doing okay. I can't, like, make, make you know, be going out and doing all this stuff if, if like, I'm a hypocrite or I'm getting things wrong. So I've got to get, got to work my own salvation out with fear and trembling. So I asked the Lord, you know, help me in these areas, not in a selfish way. It's so then I can go and be an ambassador and, and go and do it for That's others. selfless you know I mean? because Yeshua had to take himself away, didn't he? He had to go and pray. He oh, had man. to go and fast on his own because he knew that if he started to get down or he started to, you know, it wouldn't be good for anyone. And I think that's the same with us. We always need to pray how to be selfless. Yeah. And being selfless is ultimately the hardest thing because it's completely crucifying your flesh which i don't believe anybody can do other than yeshua mm. we've all got aspects of our flesh and you know we all get that inner voice in our head saying oh what about that what about that and before you know it it's like it's totally not in line with the bible you're completely selfish so i think if you're trying to crucify your own flesh that is selfless because if you were to just be walking in your past and your old man it wouldn't be good to anybody Beautiful. Yeah, you both just took the beards out of my mouth. Right. <laughs> right. I was thinking, Dan asked a question and I was chewing it over and then you said it and then you just said it. Confirmation. Um, so I can't, I, yeah, <laughs> truly. So I can't, I can't have much, but how do we receive? What do we What do we ask to receive? Um, prayer, first of all, it's praise, isn't it? We're praising. You know, we're not a, it's not like when you're a four-year-old and you've got a, a wish list uh, for Father Christmas. 
it's we're taught, but it's that's that's what we're taught. But we just with, with, with our God now, prayer first and foremost is praise and thanksgiving. And if we are to receive, then we we are to pray for each other, and we pray for others. But as has just been said, but we, I I struggle with this for a long time. I can also pray for oneself, you know, especially just because you need correcting. And you can't stand before others and speak about something unless you you're standing from a p- position where you are, are, are you can be listened to basically. For example, I had a, pr- a problem with drugs, and um, I didn't think I'd ever be able to leave them because uh, I, I thought I enjoyed it so much, and I thought, well, I'm not doing anyone any harm, etc., etc. But then, as the fellowship was growing, I, I saw other people who were really suffering, and um, because of drugs, etc. And I thought, well, I can't really counsel them, even in a godly way, or even really pray for them, really, until I get it right myself. So I prayed that God, please, Lord, take this from me. Mm. You know, then I can talk about to, for other people. So, to answer the question, Dad, I think. Um, to receive, what do we uh, ask for, or what do we wish to be receive, to receive? We we pray. I think praying for others is important, but also we should remember that we can pray for ourselves. That's right. That's right. You know, King David always would pray in the Psalms, "Oh, search me, oh Yah, search me and try me, try my entrails, test me, test me, oh Yah." You know, because this Hebraic understanding was all tests. Uh, prove the authenticity of something. So David was saying, prove the authenticity of my love for you. Even though my outward uh, my outward man may be failing, my inward man isn't. So, so test me in an area of authenticity that is going to put my heart on the line because I'm not going to fail in them areas. And, you know, that that's that's really what the Lord's after. You know, the flesh is is weak, the spirit is 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 willing, the flesh is weak. That's why Paul says I put no confidence in, in the flesh at all. Yeah. Uh, but you know, that prayer, you know, search me, oh Lord, search yes, me. Yeah. And if you're genuine and you know, that's that's coming from a place of genuinicity or or it, it, the Lord is gonna see that and, and reward you openly. Gen- yeah, uh, genuinicity. That's you, know, you know, you know what I'm saying there. You know, sincerity, 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 and um, that, I, I think it's one, uh, it, it, praying for yourself, praying for help. It, 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 it's biblical. You need help. We, I, I'm, I'm rubbish. I'm useless. I need help every day. I need help before I've even got out oh, of bed. Good. So, um, never be ashamed to ask for that. Now, just wanted to touch on um, First Corinthians thirteen. Love is patient, love is kind, love does not envy, love does not po- uh, love is not puffed up, is not proud, love knows no wrongs. Um, arguably, I think love is, is interchangeable there with our Father, Yeshua. It, he is all of those attributes. And um, we've touched on it before uh, in terms of receiving love and the difficulty it is to receive love, whether it's because of past traumas or difficulties and, and all the rest of it. But... Um, I just wanted to ask you guys and throw it out there in particular. We're not asking things from from God. We we want things of God. I want more of God. I want more of his characteristics, not for me to possess, but to experience and to be transformed by. How are we to receive and to be transformed by his love? Because this is all about love, essentially. 
and uh, I know we all have our obstacles and difficulties, but what does it mean to you and, and, and what advice or, or, or any thoughts, anything out there, just throw out there, what, what does it mean to receive love, um, whether it's from the Lord, whether it's from other people, just <laughs> accepting and receiving love, which sounds so simple, but I, I think in my book is one of the hardest things to do. So what, what do you guys think? Practice, putting that into action. Sometimes it, it's, once again, to paraphrase, it says, put on, put something on yeah. in order to achieve something because sometimes the flesh is fighting against it. The spirit is willing. And sometimes you have to force yourself to do something. So I think I think practice first and foremost. I think it's important to know that um, we, are, we should never feel bad or guilty about receiving and we're all deserving of love, whether it's deserving of love from our parents, deserving of love from our family, deserving of love from our spouse i believe that god gives a commandment to a way for a husband to love a wife a way for a wife to love a husband a way for a parent to love a child so we couldn't we should never feel guilty that you know we are deserving of these things because i know some people struggle in the fact that like i'm not deserving of this but everybody is deserving because if we aren't receiving love we can't give it and that's a big thing you know with like abusers or that it's about like they've never had it so then they can't give it but you have to receive it in order to give it so it's about resting that god has given you a husband or a friend or a parent or people of a fellowship and just letting them bless you with the, if people are coming to you and saying i want to do this for you don't go oh no no um i don't deserve that i'm you know i don't, that's too much for you to do. It's about going, well, no, I'll receive that. And then when I receive that, that'll be a good example so I can go and do that for others. Freely you receive, freely you give. Mm. I think it's about knowing that God wants to bless us. He wants to give us love through others. It might be someone coming around and like cleaning your house or something. I remember when Jonah was small, I got so much support from people. And now it's like, wow, even though at the time I was probably a bit like, all over the place but now it's inspired me to want to go and help others that are in that place of vul- vulnerability so it's about just just receiving it really and that you are deserving of everything that god gives you you you're not nobody is too weak or poor or down or filthy for god's love and just just receive it i think we need to be spiritually equipped in the reception of both the good and the bad and to be able to prosper in the bad, you know, our, our Jewish brothers and sisters have a have a unique formula of how to do this. Like they they recognize all things are from Hashem, um, and uh, so so they're always saying this is from Hashem. He's given me this. So what am I to do with this? Even though that it's taking place, and they want to practice their faithfulness by keeping his mitzvot, even when they are undergoing something bad. Um, this is something that they learned from studying the Torah of the Israelites in the wilderness. It's like, well, anytime this test came up, they, they failed it by default. So so they really want to re-rectify that. And I think this can only really be done with Yeshua because mm. we can't do it in our own strength. And we know that there's a lack of spirit there and you can you can get into the performance mentality and that can just become a burden and then it loses the fruit and the joy and all of a sudden you're just in a workspace salvation groveling, you know. Mm. But the, the, the mindset of it, that, look, this is from Hashem, and even though I may be undergoing something here, I need to be equipped to receive uh, the goodness in, in whatever circumstance I'm in. 
And I think I think the Jew, the Jewish brothers and sisters they have a great way of doing that. You know, um, yeah. Paul spoke about you know the secret to contentment. You know, if we've been given His Spirit, His Ruach Hakadosh, and it's called the Comforter. You know, if we're not feeling comfortable under a trial, is the Spirit completely occupying mm. our being? That's because true. if we're not comfortable, you know, is it completely occupying us? Mm-hmm. You know, so that's, that's that's just something I want to put out there, and it's it's dead easy for me to say, oh, and it's super hard for me to do when <laughs> and it's, it's scary that, to say. And, as and well. it is because I know maybe tomorrow, you know. So please, Father, yeah, don't be say the, don't say know, the p be merciful. Word. No, no providence over here. Be merciful. I know it was funny that wasn't it. Darling got this book on providence, and I was getting it at the same time, and I was like, "Yo, bro, don't tamper with that, bro." I said, "You know, if you start speaking about the sovereignty and the." And the providence of God, I said, be careful, bro. You're going in, you're going in the deep, desert. Deep waters, deep waters. Um, okay. That's for might another topic. Yeah. So might be a time, might be a time. Another story, another day. I suppose the, 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 the results of what I'm getting at there is <coughs> it's to be equipped to receive good things in, in bad circumstances, yeah. Um, yeah. which is really our Lord wants us to prosper in, in, in every bad situation. He desired the Israelites to prosper in a barren desert. Mm. They had no water, he, he brought it. They had no they had no food, he brought it. And there's there's provision inside of every problem and we, we've got to harness that, we've got to tap into it, we've got to cultivate that. Uh, so I guess um yeah, I guess this this idea of of, of reception and receiving uh, it can be found in even even the the even the adverse situations we may find ourselves in. That was very strong. Yeah. Remember when we crossed the uh, the Red Sea, and Moses said um, the people were fleeing because the 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 armies of fear were coming down on them. It looked like they were trapped with the armies behind them and the sea in front of them. And Moses said, "Be still, and watch what God will do. Mm. Be still." And there's something in that because even when we crossed the Jordan. Didn't the priest carry the ark and have to stand still for a while as the people? There's something in being still, you know. Mm. And even if uh, a military situation, for example, it's all chaos flying around you, it takes the sergeants to say to have a, a cool, calm head, you know. If there's something in being still, it's even written, "Be still and know." And know. Um, oh, what's the, the verse? I am God. Be still and know that I'm God. Practically, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it's a couple. Of, that's one version, I think, yeah. But um, yeah, so to be still because um, this world doesn't want you to be right. still, yeah. you know. So you will receive him when you are still. And I think that's the importance of Hallelujah. the Shabbat, also, you know. Yeah, I just want to pull it back, uh, make it full circle, and always bring it back to Yeshua. And I think this would be a great way to just to roll out because when we just take a step and we be still and we meditate on how. You know, we're speaking about receiving from God and like, well, you know what? We've already received the greatest thing. We've already received life. Hallelujah. He gave us life. We received that before we could even comprehend what life was consciously. Gift. We, we were given it. And most uh, above all things, we have received Yeshua. Hallelujah. You know, what a thing. The world is starving for what we've got. Like hungry like they think they found paradise up the nose, you know, in an injection, you know, with with pop stars, multiple sexual partners, with whatever, you know, they think they found paradise. But wow, we have received paradise and inner land of promise. Hallelujah. We've received Yeshua. So, you know, it's just, it's a total blessing to take a full circle and go, well, 
maybe we won't receive after today. But even if we didn't receive any more, we've received. We've received enough. We've received everything already. You know, all this is just the icing on the cake. It's just a bonus. Like, praise be to God that we've received Yeshua. That the blood of the Lamb has been poured out on our behalf. And that we've received his spirit, that we've got to experience him in this reality. It's such a blessing. So, you know, I just want to put it to you guys. Um for you to just have a moment to just really express what it means for you, Tom, to have received Yeshua? Um, it's, it can't be. I mean, a long time ago, my, my mother said, um, I was a bit hot-headed when I was younger and I was getting into trouble, etc. And she said, um, Tom, live the simple life. And then... Um, as I grew older and reading scriptures, I realised that Yeshua came to make things simple. Nothing's really complex. And to be simple is also to be humble, as our sister Beck was uh, mentioned before. The humility you will receive through being humble. And through being uh, living the simple life, everything else is, is so... Because you're low, you're low down like a child almost, everything's so much bigger. Because I, I try to live the simple life, I see the beauty in sunrise and sunset and the birds and the birds singing and butterflies and bees and flowers and meadows and valleys and oceans and the sky at night. It's just immense. And, um, and then I think, God gave us this. God has given us all this. Hallelujah. He's created all this and said, there you go. I've made all that for you. Now go and live. The gift of God is eternal life, and he wants to give his life in abundance. It's hard to really, how can you express that in words, How what that means, and how you can be, you know, I remember when I was a child, and um, every birthday, uh, I used to get like a five pound note in uh, my birthday card, and I used to think, wow, that's the best, this is off my, my, uh, my granddad, and I used to think, wow, five pound note in my birthday card, what a gift. I think life eternal is the, the, the gift that, <laughs> that, that cannot be It cannot be topped, and I think um, it's only God, it's only our Lord that can give us life. It's, oh, it's beautiful, isn't it? I wow. don't know how you can express the, the, the sheer beauty of that. Well, for, for God so loved the world that he gave his own only begotten son, um, we, um, we have a glorious gospel. Taste, taste and see that our God is good every day. Yes. Our gospel message is there for us every day. Taste the joy of salvation every day. Is 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 it, like if I'm not walking in the joy of salvation, I know we we obviously we talk about Torah, we talk about the mitzvah, but the joy of the love that was given to us on the cross of Calvary, that all of our sins were forgiven, and and He gives us a, a freedom of eternal reign of of perfect peace in a, in a heavenly realm that we can't even fathom. I'm 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 receiving that. I'm receiving that all day long. Receive. So thank you very much. Uh thank you very much for that. Um final question uh for you, Rebecca. Um as a as a wife, um how do you receive more for for, for the blessings within your household? It, I mean, I know we're all we're all we're heads of our own households in different ways, but as a wife in particular, how, how does that work out for you? Yeah, a lot of prayer behind the scenes. I mean, as a wife, there's so many times you just want to, like, say this, this. And, you know, sometimes it slips out and you just get a bit angry. But, (laughs) 
the best thing is to just pray behind the scenes and then Joe will come to me and be like, I've just, just got this download from the Lord. I'm, I'm going to stop doing this or I'm going to start doing this. And I'm just sitting there like, mm, really <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Intercession in this secret place, yeah, you know. Yeah, and I think, I think it's just about um, just as well forgiveness as well. I, it's, a, it's a very, very big thing because no man is perfect no relationship is perfect no life is perfect and it's all about just forgiving and we've been Amen. forgiven so we have to forgive and move on because you know you can you can fall into the areas of resentment as well and you can start resenting what your partner or even what your parents have done to you and going what you know you haven't done this you've fallen short in this area but whenever there is any resentment it can get quite toxic and then you're ultimately trying to get your needs met by that person, but you have to take it to God and you go, right, I'm going to forgive them for this and hopefully, just hopefully, they won't do it again. And then before you know it, there's apologies and you've moved on and there's just just, just shalom back in your home. Mm. You know, it can be the hardest thing, but it's my only really advice to people is just forgive Forgiveness. and prayer. You know? Perfect. Beautiful. Beautiful. Love that. Mm. You've wished them. You've received wisdom. You have you've received <laughs> for a while. <laughs> well, um, again, uh, loads to chew on. Um, I, I feel like we've been on a bit of a whirlwind. That was um, awesome. But it was awesome. Praise you It's been it's been a pleasure as ever. Um, again, there's it, nowhere I'd rather be to be perfectly honest. Um, before we uh, close up in prayer, uh, I just want to say thanks to all those uh, uh, watcher on, watching online. Mm. Like, subscribe leave your comments, get interactive, uh, leave your suggestions. Um, it's, it's just a, it's a privilege and a blessing. It, what, what a privilege and a blessing it is to sit around this table and to be able to talk about the ways of glory our to Messiah. Yah. So all glory to him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, glory. Sure. With that being said, we'll, we'll see you on the next, uh, next episode. Uh, is anyone feeling led to, to close up in some prayer? Oh, we were just oh, all looking at Rebecca since spot. she's the guest. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Father, that we are sitting in this room. I haven't even really been in this room or been live on the podcast before. And I just came in here a couple of weeks ago. It was just it was just a laundry room. It was just full of, of crap. But now, Lord, it's full of your spirit. Hallelujah. It's full of your, this amazing technology, these 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 top class microphones that we can we can bring forth this podcast for the whole world to see. Transmitted for the world, you yeah, know. No, no glory to us, Father, but all through you and your provision, your provision that you've provided the means for us to do this, Lord, that Thank we you, have been born uh, for such a time as this. And even anybody that's listening to this online, you have been born to to hear this message right now you've been called you've been chosen so please i just pray that you pick up your cross and oh, follow okay. yeshua all the way finish the you race him. we pray that you, you finish the, the race the good race you good and faithful servant i proclaim that over everybody listening tonight i pray that you just keep praying over the small things over the big things proclaiming it for your family your children yes. your children's children in Yeshua's mighty name. Hallelujah. 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 Praise you. Um, from our house to yours. Shalom. 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 Shalom.